Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome back into the second half of our conversation with Phil here on some, uh, you know, some financial tweaks that could matter, some small steps that could provide big impact. We did the first half last week on uh, Thursday. I believe we dropped that out. We're dropping this one. Yep. Typically we do Thursdays, but this one's dropping on Tuesday because it's Thanksgiving week. So yep. uh, happy Thanksgiving to, in two days uh, for everybody. So hopefully you're going to have a great time with family and stuff yourself and Go Lions, go Lions. That's right. So. Yeah, they actually have a chance this year. We'll see. They are so they're just... very good. They are the third best team in the NFL right now. So I know, uh, this, I know. I, this I far keep, into the season. Uh, I keep having my doubts and you know not wanting to get things built up because it's no, you know, no. Dan Campbell's years, years of that disappointment, but it, it yeah. seems like they've got it figured out this year. So. Yeah, Dan Campbell's the man, buddy. I mean, he's yep. he's really done a number there in, in the couple of years he's been there. So he's building yeah. that the right way. So we won't jinx him. We won't jinx him. But that, that's right. Hands. Don't blame us. Uh, but that's right. Don't blame us. Uh, so we're we're going to pick up the second half of this conversation. Phil, we'll get a, we've got five more I want to go through on sure. these uh, you know, these small steps that could provide some you know some big impact. So we went through some stuff like you know cash and cleaning up policies and old four hundred one ks and stuff like that. So I want to pick up with number six here uh, on my list was which is uh, tax efficiency. Uh, of our investment. So we'll just jump in and get rocking and rolling since we talked quite a bit about uh, Thanksgiving on the last episode and a little bit on this one as well. But uh, analyzing the tax efficiency of your investments, obviously as a CPA, right? This is something that you, you know, not every financial professional out there that people are working with look at things from the tax side. They may do like right. a cursory tax look, right? Yep. But I think it's it's certainly worth having a deeper dive into this. And if you are having like a professional that that just does financial advice and then you have a CPA separate, making sure that I think you're they having that team. They, yeah, yeah, having they, that team work together is important. Yeah. Or, you know, just have have it all in one, you know, mm -hmm. like you. But you know, how important obviously is this arena here? Oh, it's huge. It's, you know, in taxes are, are one of those areas that I think people often overlook, especially as it gets into retirement, you know, or they look at it um in a certain way thinking they're tax efficient by you know, doing tax loss harvesting and, and not to diminish the value of that. There is definite value. But I mean, that's one small piece, right? I mean, it, it can have some value over time. Absolutely. Don't not tax loss harvest if you have substantial assets in that tax uh, taxable bucket, non-qualified mm -hmm. money. Right. Um, you know, and manage the taxes there. So make sure you're investing the right type of assets. You know, if you have bonds in there generating Ordinary interest, probably not the right investment for that type of a, an account. You want something mm -hmm. that's going to maybe generate more um, tax efficient income, long term capital gains, qualified dividends, those type of investments. So uh, so bonds and things of like, can they can those lead to a higher tax bill? It can in that it's generates interest and interest is ordinary okay. income, you know, so oh, it, okay. it gets taxed okay. at whatever your tax bracket is versus your long-term capital gains qualified dividends are going to be taxed at zero potentially if you're in a okay. you know, the, the lower bracket could be 15 could be 20 you know as your income gets into much higher brackets but i mean if right. you're in the 15 percent capital gains bracket you could be in the you know 22 24 etc 32 bracket for ordinary income so you know there could be some efficiencies in where you have that type of of income being earned if you yeah. have it in the correct type of an account, that taxable account, 
versus having something that's generating ordinary income. Well, um, if if we are thinking of income as the most important piece of the of the financial puzzle, I mean, taxes has to be second, I would think, because oh, it can absolutely. make or break so much stuff. Right. And we talked last time on mutual funds versus ETFs and talked right. a little bit about the taxes. I mean, that, that plays into this too. You know, mutual okay. funds are right. generally not as tax efficient as an ETF is. So, I mean, those are what a lot of people look at from taxes, but then you have to step back and take it even a bigger picture of it to look at, okay, now the, the money positioned in my three buckets, taxable, tax deferred, or tax free, what does that look like? Do I have the right mix there, especially as you age and start to look at required minimum distributions? You know, don't wait to get there and realize, oh, no, I've got too much in tax deferred. Take a look in that that long-term vision now and say, okay, well, if I do nothing, this is what that looks like in 5, 10, 15 years down the road, whatever it is for you. Is that going to be this tax tidal wave, I call it, coming your way? Let's try to reposition and get a better balance today. So. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll bring our Thanksgiving theme back in, right? So you don't want too much mashed potatoes and not that, enough collard right. greens. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> now I, I showed my southernness there with the collard greens. Didn't the collard I? greens. That, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Look the, down the road because those mashed potatoes, you know, they they have a lot more carbs than the collard greens. But they're so good. <laughs> they're so, they're all right. Good. So do you do you have collard greens with your Thanksgiving we, dinner? If we not, do what's not. your we what's do your not. greens? What is, we have like green? uh, usually green beans or broccoli. So okay, okay, you're missing out, folks. Collard greens are just. Collard greens. You got to be south of what's the the line, I guess. The Mason Dixon line. The Mason Dixon line. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is that what it is? I don't know. But I mean, that's what the line is. But I don't know if that's the rule for collard greens. They're they're so flipping good. You should have some. They're great. You know what? If they would keep, I'll have to ask my mom. She's 82. She's been making collard greens forever. I'll say, can they keep? I'm sure she's got them down, Pat. Uh, Yeah. And I'll ask her if there's a way they'll keep, I will send you some. And that way you guys can have some collard collard greens. greens. Yeah, they're definitely better when they're when they're fresh, right? So, but I mean, we could probably freeze them; you'd be all right. I mean, you could buy them frozen nowadays, anyway. So, yeah, yeah I guess yeah. I guess it would work. Uh, all right. So anyway, balance, right? Balance is the key. Having balance, sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, number seven: check beneficiary designation. This is an easy one. So again, small small steps that can yep. make for big wins. I mean, yeah, come on. This is we talked about this in ad nauseum, really. It's like, yeah, just fix some of this stuff. It's just not that complicated. It's something that needs to be looked at every year, right? Um, yeah. At a minimum, just just a cursory review to say, okay, what you know, what are my designations on the accounts? I mean, the reality is you should do that. But you should also be keeping in mind that if something happens, right, there's a birth or a death of individuals in your family. Yeah. Does that affect anything? Right. You got you know, some new grandkids on the way, right? The you end. might, we've got, you might want to change that. On the way. That's right. Right. So, yep. Yeah. You so may want to update sure. that. Right. Yeah. So that's a great time to look at beneficiary designations and see, does that cause you to, to make any changes or do you need to make any changes to, to beneficiaries on your accounts? So, yeah, we don't have to spend a lot of time on that one. I mean, it's pretty simple, right? You got a new addition to the family. Somebody's getting married. Somebody's getting divorced. Somebody passed away, you know, right. well, do it before they pass away in case there's a yeah, problem, but uh, but definitely, you know, just fix them, right? It's just an easy yep. thing to do. And don't forget, it's not just like your life insurance, but don't just update your life insurance policy. That one yep. we talk about often too, because it does, it's, it's funny how many people go, oh no, I changed the name on my, for my beneficiary for my life insurance. Okay. Did you change it on your 401? And your IRA, you your, on your 401k, your, <laughs> your Roth. Your, I mean, it's all the different accounts. Right. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing that I think, think people often overlook is like, well, yeah, but I've taken care of that. My will or my trust, right? That, that governs it. It's like, well, no, it doesn't. Sorry. I mean, your beneficiary designation, that form overrides everything. Yep. 
So whatever you state on there it is going to be what happens. And if it's yeah. the wrong person, it's not going to change. Unfortunately, there's many, many, many court cases out there that show, nope, sorry that you left your ex-wife on the 401k. You should have changed it. You know, she yeah. gets it. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. In, in the modern world, Phil, do, I wonder, does that, does that hold any weight? Like if you're on video, you know, reading your own will and testament, and you're like, I want this to happen. And you're saying it from your face and so on and so forth. It Does it make a difference? Probably still doesn't, does it? I don't it's think so. What, I mean, again, I'm not an attorney, so that'd be a great right. question for an attorney, but I, I don't think it does because it's in kind of ordering of what happens. Yeah. Um, Ownership happen is first, right? So however yeah. an account's own joint ownership, it automatically transfers to that joint owner. Next one down the line is beneficiary designations. If there is a beneficiary on that account, then it goes to the beneficiary. You know, ultimately, if if there is no beneficiary, then it falls into, you know, if you don't have those items in your right. estate, which there's the will and probate and all that, or a trust, you know, which trust usually kind of, goes to the top as ownership or a beneficiary is usually where the gotcha. trust fits gotcha. in. But I mean, that's a good point with that too, right? I've got this trust. Well, that's great. Did you actually name it as a beneficiary? Did you actually True. put it on the True. account? Because yeah. you can have a trust and if it's not funded, it just is a piece of paper that's going to do nothing. So it doesn't yeah, matter very good what point. your intentions were. Yeah, make, great you know, point. Take that next step and actually implementing it. So yeah. Well, you know, any attorneys out there that are checking this out, send us a message. We'd be curious yeah. to know. I'm just, I'd be curious to know uh, in the modern world, does, uh, you know, some court of, well, I mean, the video has been around a long voice, time, but yeah, 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 but is some sort of uh, you know, visual and, and audio confirmation, uh, does that help with the argument of forgetting to change the up, update the BDs? Although, again, you could just solve that problem by just updating them. It's not just that hard. Data, so. Right, have a look at them once a year. Say, hey, you right. know, these I wonder that, that could be the court's ruling. Again, we have no idea we're not attorneys, but they'd be like, "Look, just sign the thing. You didn't sign it. Too bad, right? Yeah, it is what it that's is." Right. So, yep. you had your opportunity. Uh, yeah. All right. So, number eight, rebalancing the old portfolio. So, I mean, this is an end of the year thing. This is a beginning of the year thing. You know, whatever the case might be, but yep. you know, take a look. Like, how much risk are you taking right now, and and do you want to be taking that much risk? Well, and, and that's and the point. Reviews. That's why you guys do reviews, right? Yeah, rebalance really comes down to a strategy, right? Don't don't wait for an event to rebalance, right? Because then you're now now it's emotions, right? Oh, market's crazy. I'm going to rebalance, you know. No, that's probably the wrong thing to do. Have have a strategy around rebalance. Is it once a quarter? Is it every six months? Once a year? You know, is it once things get out of tolerance? You know, so do you have twenty percent in this large cap growth? Then you know you've got tolerances of like a two percent around that. So once it shifts. You know, then you make, I mean, there's a lot of strategies around rebalancing, but the point is have something in place to, to rebalance. The challenge here, and I, I've met with a lot of clients that, you know, they started with a company 20 years ago and they picked, here's the the five different right. investments that I put my fund in 20%. And they're each, still there. Say, and they're still there. But now that yep. that small cap piece of it, because that's performed way better than all the others, mm -hmm. was 20% to begin with, but now it's 50%. Right. So they've got way more risk than what, quote unquote, they thought of way They're back when they with. started yeah. because they've never looked at it. Right. So yeah. make sure you have an understanding of what that rebalance looks like. What's your strategy? And and have some plan in place to make it happen. So Phil, the automation of this and nowadays, oh, yeah. so many of these things are automated. How how accurate or good are the are they, are they use is it a useful tool for a lot of this awesome. auto you know automation yeah i mean we we use rebalancing in our portfolios just to 
let us know, um, are we out of tolerance? And then it's a, um, an actual act. We've got to physically rebalance it to actually implement it. So it doesn't, it's an automation as far as letting us know, hey, you're out of, you're out of tolerance, but it's not going to just do it without you understanding, hey, this is the pro and con. Because, I mean, that's the other side of it, too, is you want to, you don't want it to just blank rebalance, especially if it's a taxable investment, because now what, what's the tax ramifications of that? Gotcha. Right? Okay. I mean, if you got an investment in there that is, you know, uh, um, 11 months, you know, and 30 days old, so you've got two or three more days, and it would have been long term, but now you you rebalanced and sold this gain at short term. Well, instead of paying 15% long term capital gains, you paid, you know, 22, 24, 32%, whatever your ordinary income is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so waiting That's a few point. days, it could have saved you pretty significant in taxes. So good point. Have a good strategy to, to analyze it, but then I would say understand what that rebalance is, especially as it comes into taxable investments. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like maybe we kind of got a little redundant on this one here. I don't know why we have it back on here as number nine, but are you underestimating your proper emergency fund balance? I can't. We kind of started with cash. Yeah, cash. Um, and cash kind of fits into that. I think that it kind of fits more, into that. Yeah. You know, with the, the high interest rates today, people are maybe more comfortable having cash. But yeah, it kind True. of fits in. We talked about emergency fund there. So, but yeah, we did kind of dip into that a little bit. So I won't spend too much time on it. We'll just revisit it since it was on the prior episode. Yep. But it was just, you know, basically to your point, though, what we talked about on the other was that for a lot of folks that are in retirement, maybe we'll just kind of focus it on that, on that angle for a second. If you're already into retirement, you know, that whole how much cash should I have for, uh, right. you know, three, six, three, six months, not, you know, kind of thing, nine months, whatever is not really the same argument anymore because it's, you don't have a job, right? You're, you, you are retired. Your job. You, you hopefully your have point. an yeah. income plan at this point to, to know where your income's coming from yeah. and that hopefully you're not getting laid off from that. Right. I mean, yeah, you so, ran out of money because that's a whole nother problem. But. Right. And unless your wife kicked you out and said, you, yeah. you're, well, under, you're that's under a whole other scenario. That's the whole other scenario. <laughs> go back to work. You're driving me nuts in the house. Yep, uh, yep. But the emergency fund side, like it, it, it in retirement, it truly is an emergency fund. Right. So mm -hmm. just making sure that you're having some there. And of course, your advisor can kind of talk me through with what's, you know, what's mm -hmm. a good number so that you're not losing purchasing power. You know, that's, the, that's the big key. Okay. That's, I mean, no matter what the interest rates are, it never keeps up with inflation. And it's, it's hard to, to get over that. You know, I can get 5% in the bank today. Well, that's great. But inflation has been, you know, seven, eight percent plus. I mean, it's, it's never going to keep up with it. It doesn't matter. It's, I think they're back to saying at the time we're doing this, I think they're back to claiming it's four or four and a half. Yep. Uh, everyone knows that's BS. Uh, as, you know, if you go out and try to buy just about anything, you know, it's still BS. Oh yeah. It's, We've it's, talked about that before yeah. the way that the numbers are put together, they can manipulate that stuff all day long. Like yeah. I talked about on a previous episode, price of Turkey, 60 bucks for turkeys. Yep. Uh, there is no way that that's 4%. <laughs> no, no <laughs> so, not at all. Yeah. You know, more like 40%. Um, so yeah, yeah I it, mean, it affects you know, I different can, segments and, you know, and different your, ways. everyone has a different inflation rate. And I think that's often where people kind of getting off at a tangent people, no, you're fine. Yeah. You know, look, look at this. Oh, they said inflation is only 4%. Well, okay. So if you do a lot of driving, well, your inflation rate is probably a lot higher because fuel has been way, way above that. Right. Or, you know, so what's going to happen in the winter if you're in a colder climate and you have these heating bills. I mean, there's, your inflation's different than the average, right? I mean, it's, if we're if we're off on that tangent, Phil, it's part of 
it's part of the political process at this point. I mean, right. and not even and not even just the current one. Don't get don't send me yeah, any it's not, crap, yeah, yeah, folks. Yeah, yeah. It's been this way a long time. It's manipulated mm-hmm. to allow them to do whatever they say, whatever they need to say. Hey, look, right. the the economy is going in the right direction, or whatever the case is. You know, they can fudge that around a little bit because of just all the stuff that they put in the CPI, and there's multiple CPI indexes, and it's just it's kooky, yeah. right? There's a difference in what they claim and what we all know when we go out to you know and do things and with our right. wallet. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's a good place to start, right? It's a, of, of it's a starting what inflation point. Is, but then <clears throat> look at your own purchasing, you know, look at, yeah. I mean, you're in retirement. Things are probably pretty consistent. You know what you spent, you know, this month last year, and you probably have similar expenses. So what happened? You know, is it up? Right. Is it down? Right. Exactly. Average it over two, three, four months, you know, your springtime, your winter, your fall, just to get a better idea. I mean, the reality is, yeah, most people are experiencing a higher level than what yeah, um, is out there. So is what's claimed. with that yeah. in mind, it, kind of a long way around getting back to cash, but cash historically never is going to keep up with inflation. That exactly. is not the goal. That's not the intention. It is a safety net. It's an emergency fund. Exactly. Um, just don't get caught into that, you know, grind of, oh, I'm going to keep putting money in the bank today because it's giving me X amount because that's yeah. great. What's your strategy to get out? Right. And and then now you've, you've waited and you missed you know, an uptick in the market, if it's money that should have been more kind of that long-term investment type money, and you've, now you're truly behind and you didn't keep up with inflation. So don't, don't let that, you know, that enticement of the, the bank interest rate that you can get today, take you off course. Your strategy should be your strategy, have in that emergency fund, what you're comfortable with, what you need and no more and no less, but Unless you've got some very specific spending in place, you know, or plans to, to make. But yeah, anyway. Well, let's finish off with number 10 and it's okay. back to automation again. And it's actually okay. with the savings as well. So uh, yeah. automate your savings. This again, if the if the concept of our conversation, even though we deviate sometimes, uh, yep. is the small steps that could be big wins. Uh, how useful is automating your savings? You know, so it's huge. Yeah. working and you're still working. You're 50 plus. You're still, you know, dollar cost averaging, throwing some money in there. Yeah. So, I mean, if you've already maxed out the 401ks or, you know, your other investments and you still have some surplus, I mean, at the end of the day, if the surplus is left in the bank, it's going to find its way to be spent, right? Because right. just what we do, but automate it, you know, start to to say, okay, hey, I've got an extra 500 a month. Let's just set this automatic draft to go into my savings account or an investment account on a monthly or paycheck basis, whatever it is. And just like when you started saving for your, you know, in your 401k, yeah, it might hurt in the beginning. It's like, oh, where'd that money go? But, you know, as you get used to this and as part of your spending pattern, you just don't realize it's gone. And yeah, you kind of just accumulate this yeah. X amount of dollars, you know? Yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah. that's on the saving side. The automation to me, though, on the, the retirement side is should be the same for spending, right? It, it, as you get into retirement and we work with all our clients on this is setting up that spending plan. How much do you need? You know, what do you what do you need on a monthly basis? Let's get a regular monthly deposit going into your account from whatever the investment it is that's going to generate that kind of like a paycheck, because it's the same thing. Now, you know, okay, this is how much I have per month that you're in this pattern, just like you're used to all these years. Right. right. You know, versus not doing that. And and it's kind of the ups and downs. And I have to call my advisor because I need an extra $5,000 and 10,000. I mean, it's all over the place. And there's no strategy around how you're going to generate that. And you might be overspending because you don't have this set rhythm of this is what we're planning on spending. 
So I gotcha. Oh yeah. And that's probably what happened. Why I have, if you're watching on video, I have 14 guitars scattered around that's the room. Right, behind me. That's right. I, See if you I had did, an automatic. I did not automate. <laughs> Look, I did I've got not some automate extra money in the account. I think I'm going to go. I've been watching this guitar. Yeah, that's right. There's another one. Yeah. I know it was uh, my, my brother comes down and he goes, I got a question for you. I said, sure. And he's like, how many do you need? And I was like, okay. And he's how like, many and how many, do you have? and how many do you actually play? You know? And I was like, well, I actually use them all. So just there's different things for different ones, but Absolutely. yeah, I mean, just like anything, right? So if you're thinking about getting towards retirement, there's the things that we're going to want, you know, there's the right. things that we, there, the, the, uh, the goals and the, and the wishes and the hopes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's not a bad idea to automate some things that way you do kind of stay within that line, uh, especially nowadays when it is such a nickel and dime world, right? I mean, everything right. is, is, you know, it's a, it's a streaming fee, this, and it's a reoccurring fee that, you yeah. know, and so on and so forth. So it's certainly, easy. it's not a bad thought for sure. Uh, yep. And that's why, again, we wanted to touch on 10 items over the last couple of podcasts that could maybe be some easy things to tweak that could pr provide some big wins. So yep. that's our, that's our show. That's our podcast for the last two weeks coming into Thanksgiving. Phil, I hope you guys have a fantastic time with family. I hope all of our viewers well. and listeners is uh, have a great Thanksgiving and you and I'll be back next week. We'll, uh, we'll figure out a way to talk on Tuesday when we're bloated. That, that's right. That's right. <laughs> we're still carrying on. Sit four, back a little bit. <laughs> four days later, we're still bloated from from all the Thanksgiving uh, feasts. I haven't so. eaten in two days. It's, I know, but it's good stuff. Off so the turkey. That's right. Exactly. All right, folks. Well, have yourself a great one. We'll see you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, YouTube, which I guess Google's merging everything into. I've got to get figure out what I'm going to say on that for, uh, in the future because they've keep moving it around. But. <laughs> Yeah, just don't forget to hit that that heart or follow button, whatever it is. And, of course, share the podcast and the, and the video with folks who might benefit from the message as well, folks who you know need to get themselves a professional on their side or start thinking about some things for their own retirement, especially if you're 50-plus, right? That's when we start to really kind of really the light bulb kicks on. That, all right, maybe I better get serious about this. starts to become a little bit closer, right? A little you know, bit like, closer, oh, that's, yeah. That's coming quick. So gets a little more, just like Christmas. Christmas is now coming. Thanksgiving will be here like this, and then Christmas will be here. Oh, and over. so – you yeah, be celebrating so you, New Year's before you know it. So. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, take some action for yourself and your retirement, folks. Reach out to Phil if you need some help. Phil'sTaxHacks.com. That's Phil'sTaxHacks.com. And we'll see you next time on Phil's Tax Hacks, Other Retirement Facts. Phil? Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.